0: Well, hello there. Hello, space nerds like myself. Hello, everybody out there in the cosmos. I got to fix this wire real quick. Thank you so much for checking out the Space News Pod. This is a daily podcast about space, science, and tech. Today, lots of stuff happening. Apollo 50 is happening. Who is Elon Musk? Says Beats by Swat. He's just some guy. Just some guy. It's not important. We will be talking about him, though. You know, he he may be possibly one of the guys that helps send people to Mars. And he also has a little car company called Tesla. I don't know if you've heard of it, but he's just some guy. Just some regular old schmo. So, my friends. SpaceX has... Uh, yeah, they have some stuff going on. They have a Starhopper test that was supposed to happen today. Didn't happen today. They wanted to do some initial tests. Before... It went crazy, you know. Before they got into some heavy lifting and some hover tests, they want to do some static fire tests with their engines, and they're going to uh, delay it for a couple of days. So it's not a big deal, right? So we got uh, word last night it was supposed to happen. The Starhopper was supposed to hover. Today at about three o'clock Pacific time Um, didn't happen between three and seven somewhere around there. It doesn't happen. They said uh, that they've actually ignited star hoppers installed Raptor engine. And they verified that the engine is ready for its next major test. A full ignition and static firing. And they still have some work to do before the vehicle is ready for its first untethered flights. What about the stupid Space Force, says Kelly Bird? Uh, The stupid Space Force? Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'll take that on right now. So the Space Force is basically a, it's a part of the U.S. defense. Right? It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with NASA, anything like that. Basically, we already have a Space Force. All right, so we already have a Space Force. We're already doing stuff in space. We're already making sure that we're defended in space. Um, so this decree that the Space Force is actually going to be a thing, like a legit thing, basically it says, okay, so the Army used to have the Air Force. The Air Force used to be part of the Army. And then at one point, the air force got too big to be part of the army and had to be sectioned off into its own thing. So the air force is separate from the army now. And that's what the space force is. The space force is, you know, it's a part of the air force, part of the defense complex there, but it can do its own thing. And sometimes they need their own funding to do their own thing. So That's what the Space Force is. We've had the Space Force for a very long time. It just wasn't called the Space Force. That's it. That's all it is. The Space Force is not a bad thing. We don't have, you know, uh, rocket men with laser guns in space shooting people. It's not like that at all. There's not warriors in space shooting people down. Basically, it's sort of a satellite defense that's the easiest way to say it. So if another country were to try to destroy our satellites or anything that we have in space, uh, we would be able to defend them. Or, you know, if we feel like probably, you know, Hey, if we want to take a uh, GPS offline for another country, because we're warring with them, that's what the space force is for too. Those things are important though. Billions of dollars goes into GPS. Uh, so the Space Force were to kind of destroy those things. Well, it's a it's a horrible thing to begin with to, to do that to people, to do that to other countries, to disable their GPS, but also um, kind of sets them back to the Stone Age. You know what I'm saying? Without GPS, where would you be? You wouldn't have maps. You wouldn't know where local businesses are because your phone wouldn't know like what we're doing. You know, like where, where are you right now? My phone knows where I am. It has GPS on it, but if GPS gets knocked out up there somewhere, well, my phone doesn't function like it's supposed to. And other things like your car, GPS, um, communication satellites, those kind of things are all possible targets for something like the space force. So even though they say it's not a, you know, it's not going to attack people. They're not going to attack people with the space force. They're going to, I mean, it's the, it's the government, it's the department of defense. As long as they're quote, defending the us, then of course they're going to be, uh, they're going to be destroying things of other countries and other lands. So space force is weird it's a weird concept, but uh, it's a thing now. We have thousands of satellites in orbit around the earth. So some of those satellites are spy satellites. Some of those spa- satellites are GPS satellites. Some of those satellites are just telecommunication satellites that give you a signal to your phone. It's pretty easy to knock that out if you're, uh, if you're in space and you're warring. So you just knock out a couple satellites. People don't have cell phone access. They can't communicate. And then what happens? You get knocked back to Vietnam, you know, Vietnam era or before where you have to use freaking ham radios. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's a, it's a good tactic, but same time it sucks. We don't want to go to war. We don't want things in space to go to war. I would rather we work on the Star Trek model, which is peace and love in space. You know, one of those kind of things like a utopian society where, we try to be nice to each other for once because we're not nice to each other on the ground here on the earth. People are mean. People are very mean. So I would rather we start over, start anew when we go into space. And that being said, 50th anniversary of the Apollo moon landing is coming up today. Is the day that they launched the astronauts atop that gigantic, Saturn rocket. So the rocket that you see in the old Apollo videos and pictures and stuff, the rocket, like at the very, very top of the rocket, there's a little thing, a little capsule. That's the only thing that's, that's where the humans are. That's where the cargo is. It's kind of funny when you see it, that it's that big, right? That rocket is stories tall. And at the very, very top, there's a tiny section. Where a couple of guys are hanging out, like three dudes are hanging out, and that being said, the uh, the thrust of that rocket is insane. Is insane. Now, there's a thing, right, with kids. Kids see astronauts and they think that's super cool, right? You see a giant rocket. You go, oh my God, I want to be on top of that rocket. I want to launch myself to the moon. I want to launch myself to Mars. I want to go to outer space. I want to explore. Well, there's a thing that's going on. It's kind of shifting in the public eye. The idea that being an astronaut is the coolest thing you could ever be. In China, that's still true. China, that's definitely true. United Kingdom, nope. United States, not even close. The top profession the kids want to be when they grow up, YouTubers. And then they want to be teachers. Then they want to be a professional athlete, then a musician, and then an astronaut. So think about those, a YouTuber, it's, it's it's a thing. Like that's being a movie star now. Being a YouTuber is being a star. Of course, everyone wants to be a movie star. When you're a kid, you don't really get it. You don't really understand how much it takes, what it it takes to become successful in that genre. So they want to become YouTubers or vloggers first. They see those people as heroes. They also want to be teachers, which is really, really amazing. And Ars Technica has a really great article about this. 29%. Of kids polled want to be YouTubers. 26% want to be teachers. Really close. Really close. Professional athlete, 23%. That's a tough one. Not many people become professional athletes. It's more likely you're going to become a teacher than a professional athlete. A musician? Sure, you can become a musician. Um, It's not as likely that you'll become a musician as a teacher. But... Uh, being paid as a profession, as a musician. That's pretty, pretty tough. (laughs) Teach YouTube. Oh, there you go. You could be a teacher on YouTube too. That's awesome. That's a good idea. That's a really great idea. (laughs) Uh, I like that. If you teach YouTube, you're both of those things. You could teach on YouTube too. So uh, Mm -hmm. actually I kind of do that, but You can go to youtube.com slash space news pod. If you want to sign up a little plug there. Thanks guys. Um, So when you become one of those things, like when you want to become one of those things, a teacher, professional athlete, then a musician, the very bottom at 11% astronaut, 11% of people of kids want to be astronauts. When I was a kid, it was every kid. I swear, it was every single kid. NASA has done a very, very bad job in inspiring kids to become astronauts. To inspire kids to be, you know, explorers. Inspiring kids to want to go up there, to the moon, to Mars. SpaceX is doing a great job at it. NASA, you know, they're kind of their perception, their public perception is pretty nerdy at this point. They're not heroes anymore. There's no heroes left at NASA. All the Apollo astronauts are dying off. There's not many left. I think there's six left. So, and they're old. You know, they're not like the YouTube stars. A kid sees a YouTube star and it's like, oh, that kid's 20 something years 15 you know whatever 20 years old that's kind of their age they can kind of relate to those people a teacher they see teachers every day and they say oh that person's really cool i want to be like my teacher i always want to be like my teachers my teachers were great i had great teachers you know um a rock star a musician that's something they see all the time they probably see it on youtube professional athlete you know they see them all the time on tv on youtube and so YouTube, 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 everything is on YouTube. So that's why they want to be YouTubers. They want to be as successful as these giant uh, YouTube people. I prefer Periscope. I prefer podcasts. YouTube, cool, great, stoked. I'm on YouTube. Um, have a few things on there. But Periscope seems to be more my, uh, my video haven, Uh, live cast on Castbox seems to be my live audio Haven. And I also have a recorded show too. And you can go to, um, you can go to any podcast platform and search for space news panel. Let me see this comment. What does it say? Stuff is going to be as successful as the hyperloop, a total failure. (laughs) Oh man. The hyperloop isn't a failure. Not yet. It's still around. Good thing is they're making more of them. And the other thing is, who cares if it's a failure? Right? Dude is sending people to Mars. Me Elon Musk made a company that allows rockets to land standing up. So I would say uh, anything that Elon Musk does is, uh, you know, it's it's not all roses. It's not all great, but the dude has some balls, right? Dude just going to, oh, you know what? Boeing, screw you. <laughs> screw you. Because I'm going to make a rocket better than you, and I'm going to make it cheaper than you. That's what his idea is. He's like, why do you why do you make these stupid big rockets that fall into the ocean, you dummies? Why don't you make a rocket that stands straight up when it lands? Why doesn't it hover back down? Why doesn't it go like this? Straight down and then land like it should. Why would why wouldn't you reuse a rocket? So that's why you know Elon Musk um, has been great for society, has been somebody who's influencing people to get cool jobs and to do cool things. Unlike NASA, NASA's kind of boring. They need some different PR and that's why they're not on the top of the list anymore. Nobody wants to be an astronaut. I think it would be cool to be an astronaut. I'm not in the position right now to be an astronaut. I'm a little bit older than what an astronaut should be to start out with. So if I were to start now, could I do it physically? I could probably get myself in shape to do it, but I got to get good at being an astronaut too. I don't know how what that takes. It takes a lot. I'm not that guy. So when you're a kid, you have all the time in the world to become that person. Um. So companies like SpaceX make space cool again. Somebody like Elon Musk, he's like, okay, I have this great vision. I'm going to share this with everybody. And with all this cool technology, he's a good person to head a company as well, because when you head that kind of company, you have really great technologies and you want it. Like you want to influence people and you want to be cool. You know, you want to be cool. And the funny thing is Elon was cool to begin with because he had all this cool success, this great success with PayPal, but he also had, you know, a a great vision. If SpaceX would have failed, he would have lost a lot of money. SpaceX almost failed. SpaceX was literally on its last days before NASA picked up some contracts with them. Elon was in the position where he basically said, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to fire everybody and let everybody go. And then we're going to have to dissolve the company. And then NASA came around and said, okay, we want to buy some launches from you. We believe in you. Here's a contract. Build your rockets. And that is why SpaceX is successful. Because they don't give a crap about what other people are doing. They're just going to keep doing their own thing. They're going to do it better than everybody else. Now, the Apollo missions, you probably heard. I mean, if there's if you've been in the news at all, in the news cycle whatsoever, you've probably seen something about the Apollo program today. So, I just want to, you know, say that on the 20th, I'm going to be doing some stuff about the Apollo 11 landing. The launch was today in 1969. So basically, they're on a trip for four days to the moon. And uh, there's actually a website. What is that website? There is. Let me check this out for you. Jamie, pull that up. Is that what I do? Jamie, pull that up. Uh, this website replays the Apollo missions. It's called Apollo in, Apollo in Joshua, thank you for that champagne. I appreciate it, man. And those four likes appreciate that. Appreciate all the hearts on uh, Periscope as well. Thank you. You know, because of everyone on Periscope, I'm a bronze VIP program guy now. I didn't think I was gonna be able to do that. I just started on Periscope, you know, a couple of weeks ago, basically, less than a month ago. And I just kind of I kind of stumbled into it. So thank you for everybody and all your support. All the hearts really matter. Everyone watching really matters. So thank you for all of that. Now, everybody on Castbox and Livecast, thank you so much for all of your support as well. Now, anyone who's watching this or listening to this podcast later, thank you as well. Now Let's get out of the thank yous, though I do appreciate you. Let's get into some SpaceX news. Pre-burner test of Starhopper at 15 minutes past 9 a.m. Static fire expected on Tuesday and hop later in the week pending good static fire. Um, So that's what's happening with SpaceX. There's no Hopper test. It's not going to be untethered hopper test until maybe later this week. There's not that many days left. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, got five days for this week. They want to get it done within those five days. Uh, Now, if they don't, that's fine. You know, these things are hard. If they, if they screw up and they blow up their star hopper, that's the prototype man. That thing costs a lot of money. They have to rebuild it, which takes time. So they have to do these static fire tests in order to make sure that something like that doesn't happen. Something like uh, their crew module, which had a little fire, that happened a little while ago, and it kind of blew up. I was going to say that a few times. That thing kind of blew up a little bit. Kind of blew up. So they don't want that to happen again. So they're doing these static fire tests on the rockets. They're making sure everything works well and nothing blows up again. Because once it blows up, everything is. uh, Everything's bad and you can't go back from there. You got to rebuild. Welcome, big scuba. Oh, it's your first day on Periscope. Welcome. 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 Thanks for joining the show. Um, So I'm going to move a little bit from SpaceX over to Tesla. Tesla is Elon Musk's car company. If you're not familiar, his electronic car company. They changed their prices a little bit. Um, they're online, they have an online design studio that you can use. So if you go to Tesla.com, uh, they have been adjusting the prices over the last year. And the federal tax credit has been gradually reduced after hitting 200,000 electric car deliveries in the U.S. Now, if you think about this, think about this for a second. If a company makes 200,000 electric cars, puts them on the road, wouldn't you give them a better tax incentive? Because they're doing something that's actually like bringing more money into the uh, into the economy wow, thank you for all those hearts. I appreciate it. I would say so. I would think so. I would think you'd give them a little bit more of a tax incentive to keep going. I don't think it would make any sense for them to decrease the tax credit, to stop giving Tesla, you know, like this little break, because they're making money. They're making money. They're People are spending $35,000 to $70,000 plus on these cars. $100,000 in some cases. Um, so they've been moving around these, these prices on their website, because basically you order a a car on their website now. Like, how cool is that? You know what you want. You want to go to the website. You want to go get the car that you want and you just order it. And then it ships and it's delivered to your house or nearby. The model S starts at $80,000 now. Model X is at $85,000. But Tesla is making the ludicrous package, which enables 2.4 second, zero to 60 mile an hour acceleration for the model S performance standard on all of its performance, model S and model X packages. It was previously $20,000 just for that. So You know, you get a little bit from this. They know that you're hurting because you don't get that little break. You know, you don't get that extra, you know, a couple thousand dollars for it. So because they used to, what was it? 75,000 to start with instead of 80. So they give you a little bit of something, something. So that's cool. They give you, you know, the ludicrous package. If you get a performance model, good for them. They're doing the thing that's, you know, it's a good thing. Tesla changed its standard paint color from black to white. And they made the pearl white multi coat the new standard color. So that's a little bit different. It used to be fifteen hundred dollars, but now that's standard. There's also a also true to uh, the model three as well, which has a price change. The price is now thirty eight thousand nine hundred ninety dollars with the pearl white color instead of the black because black used to be the, the basic color, the normal color. So it's a thousand dollar price reduction before accounting for the paint change. Um, so basically the government's taking away money from Tesla, you know, all these tax credits that they're giving Tesla tax credits that Tesla can then give to their, uh, to the people that are buying cars, they're taking those away. And when they take those away, Tesla has to figure out a way to kind of make everybody happy still, because you don't want to spend $40,000 on a $35,000 car. Like if you bought it six months ago, you got a $35,000 car. And if you're going to spend 40,000 on it now, that's just not fair. To a lot of people, that's not fair. So they're trying to do their best to kind of incorporate what they can and help out, you know, you and me, as we, As we buy our Teslas, because we're definitely all going to buy Teslas that are watching this right now. Um, Now, there's also a Gigafactory. They're opening Gigafactory 3 pretty soon. Employees will start at the end of July, right ahead of the Model 3 production Uh, There's reports from China suggesting that Tesla's Model 3 in Shanghai, or the uh, Tesla's Gigafactory 3 in Shanghai, could have its first team of employees at the end of July 2019. That's really cool. Tesla Shanghai Gigafactory will have its first team of employees as of this month's end after recent intensive recruitment. The plant will begin trial production in September. That's what uh, YICAIglobal.com said. I don't know what that, Yakai? I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, The plant will uh, begin trial production in September. 21st Century Business Herald reported those surviving a rigorous screening have received oral notice of their hire and the Palo Alto, California-based EV maker had directed them to report for duty as soon as possible. So Tesla's got to ramp up the Model 3. That's great news. That's great news. Because once they ramp it up and they can make more and more cars, they can lower the prices a little bit you know once they get all this stuff to a certain point they can lower the prices and that that goes to you and me so that's good stuff tesla's see tesla always thinks of or they they try to think i guess i should say they try to think of the customer you know what would what would we want if you're a customer of tesla what do you want you want good stuff you want it fast it's a tech company. You know, it's not a car company. It's a tech company that makes cars. Cool. They changed the car business, basically. The auto business was going to stay the same forever until somebody jumped in there and said, hey, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen like that anymore. We got a better idea. We got a better idea. And we're going to make electric cars. And we're going to make them awesome. And we're going to make them for a decent price, considering what they are. And you're not going to have anything to say about it through all the litigation. Car companies were mad, mad at Tesla, pissed off and took them to court, you know, sued them for everything from, um, you know, trying to sell their cars in their own showrooms. Car companies were suing them for that. How silly is that? It's like saying Apple can't sell an iPhone at an Apple store. That's silly. It's like if Microsoft said, Hey, Apple, you can't sell your iPhone or at your Apple store. We want to sell zoons So you have to sell your, your Apple devices on every platform, except in your Apple store or through a designated store that's owned by somebody else. How stupid is that? That doesn't make any sense. I understand why they did it to begin with, because Car companies were dirty, like just cheating people. But, you know, those were the protections that were, that were put in place. So car companies couldn't, you know, uh, rip people off. Basically they had to have a third party come in and sell the cars for them. So what Tesla is doing actually is they're saving money recently. They've moved all of their shops, there's a few left around, but they've shuttered a bunch of the shops and you can basically only buy online. There's a few premium showrooms left, but in the last couple of months they said, no, 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 we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to sell only on our website because it costs too much money to have all these shops, all these employees. So why would we have that? There's no reason. Everyone knows what a Tesla is. Everyone knows exactly what they want and you'll be able to order it online. So people do that. People order online. If I had the choice, if I had $38,500 or whatever, I'd buy a Model 3 right now. I'd buy it online. It would be simple. I'd sit here right or on my phone. You know, when I'm sitting in my Subaru, I'd be like, hey, I want a Tesla. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, just ordered a Tesla. I know everything about it. I don't need to sit in a Tesla and, you know, to have a sales guy pitch to me. That's stupid. I hate sales guys. I hate salespeople. You're a jerk. You're a douche. If I want to buy a car, I'll buy the car. You know, it just makes sense. Just let me sit around the car. If I have a question, I'm going to come hang out and talk to you. I'll say, hey, buddy, hey, you over there, you guy. (laughs) I want to talk to you about this car. Now tell me how fast it goes. Tell me how much gas it takes. Tell me what the tires do. Da, 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 da. But with increased information that we have on all devices, we pretty much know what we're getting into. We don't need a salesperson, right? We don't need somebody to tell us to kick the tires and whatever. No, 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 we're, We come loaded with information. If we don't have the information, we can look it up on our phones. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> that makes sense, right? But I, mean, I like human interaction. I like humans. I like people. But at the same time, I want my experience to be my experience. I don't want them to kind of interfere with that experience. So Tesla said, Hey, no more sales guys, no more shops. They didn't have real sales guys either. I've shopped. I went to a Tesla store a couple of times and um, they just, you know, they just hang out. If you have a question, you can go talk to them. But I sat in a model S and I said, Hey, you know, how much does this thing cost? They told me how much it costs. I played around with it for a while. I asked him what kind of kernel the um, the uh, operating system runs on, and the the uh, woman who was taking care of me, she kind of looked at me like, "What do you what do you mean, the kernel?" I was like, "Is it like a Linux de- derivative, or what's the deal?" She's like, "Actually, uh, I don't know." <laughs> so I didn't know either. I was just asking, like, I was just I was just wondering because I was in the heart of Silicon Valley, basically. I was on a trip to a wedding and I just happened to be near the Tesla store. So I wanted to go down there and check it out. Um, we did. I didn't get an answer to that by the way, but I think it's Linux. I'm not sure. I have to have to find out eventually. So. Um, so yeah, Tesla's in a really good spot. They're marking down some prices. They're doing their thing. And the gigafactory is opening gigafactory three. In Shanghai. So that's really, really great. Tesla's in a really good spot. The long range Model 3, it starts at $54,990. Not too bad. Recently learned about Elon Musk and what he has achieved, will achieve, and he is one special human being. Liam, I agree with you. Liam, he's an amazing person and he's achieved so much. And that's why he and SpaceX are all you know they're kind of at this point for (laughs) explorers like i was talking about before kids don't want to be astronauts anymore they want to be youtubers um so companies like spacex they're really important to those kids you know you see somebody building a giant rocket and doing these cool things and then when you look at their youtube channel when they have a rocket launch there's tens of thousands of people they go and check out a rocket launch. It's a random rocket launch. It's just sending a satellite to space and tens of thousands of people can tune in. NASA doesn't do that. I mean, they do, but they don't, they don't promote it. It's not cool. You know, it's not a cool thing. It's not a cool thing to go like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go watch a NASA launch on YouTube. No, that's not cool. That's not a very cool thing. If you go to a SpaceX launch, you know, uh, I plan on going to a SpaceX launch in November. In mid-November, they're going to be launching uh, the Crew Dragon on top of a Falcon 9 rocket from Kennedy Space Center. Pad 39A at NASA um, in Florida. And I will be taking a road trip from here in New York all the way to Florida to go see that launch. Now, if it was just a regular NASA launch, it wouldn't be as cool. It would just be another NASA launch, you know. But since it's a SpaceX launch, how cool is that? That's the coolest thing. NASA and SpaceX are partnering to send people back to the International Space Station. This hopper test is important for SpaceX, the Starship hopper. It's important because they have to make sure that all the technologies are right and all the rockets, not just the hoppers, but in all of their rockets. To make sure that these people that are launching into space are taken care of and are fine. Now, SpaceX had a little explosion in their Crew Dragon capsule, and they actually came out. They they found out what was wrong with it. And they said recently that it was a exotic titanium fire. And this is from uh, NASA space flight it says this initial data reviews indicated that the anomaly occurred approximately hundred milliseconds to prior ignition of NASA's or of crew dragons, eight super Draco thrusters and during pressurization of the vehicle's propulsion systems. Evidence shows that a leaking component allowed liquid oxidizer, nitrogen tetroxide, NTO, to enter high-pressure helium tubes during ground processing. A slug of this NTO was driven through a helium check valve at high speed during rapid initialization of the launch escape system, resulting in structural failure within the check valve. The failure of the titanium component in a high-pressure NTO environment was sufficient to cause ignition of the check valve and led to an explosion. So they know what happened. They know what happened. Now, NASA and SpaceX have been working together since this explosion to, uh, you know, try to figure out what the heck is going on, what happened, you know, why did it explode? But they haven't been really forthcoming with what it was. They kind of, you know, when they first started out, they didn't really say, hey, uh, yeah, this thing happened. This explosion happened for this reason. They just kind of said, okay, an explosion happened. We know. But we don't know what to tell you because we're not 100% sure what happened. So we don't have any information. So NASA and SpaceX are working together now to make sure that everybody knows that when something like this happens again, if something like this happens again, Everyone's going to know as soon as possible. So that's going to be a thing. It's going to be within hours of something like this happening, not weeks, not days, but within hours, they're going to try to get something out there to the public because something like this is pretty important, especially with Crew Dragon. It's very important to know that, you know, our people are going to be taken care of. These are heroes. These are astronauts. These are people that are going going to be going to the space station. So they need to be taken care of. And they're human beings and they have families. You know, that's that's the kind of important part, right? They all have families. They all have a mom and dad. They all have, um, you know, they're probably married with kids. Some of them are, I'm sure. So these kind of people, they need to, you know, they need to know why these things are happening. So, um, you know, SpaceX and NASA are both working very hard to get that information out there as soon as possible for everybody to uh to know what's going on. Now give me one second, I'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick two minute break. So hold on. I'll be right back, everyone. Okay, my friends are back. Okay. So, where were we? Apollo, NASA, SpaceX, all of these things. Tesla, etc. SpaceX has been working hard getting all of their ducks in a row, so to speak. Getting all of their um testing done recently there's also a launch coming up so let's see where that is kennedy kennedy space you can check out all of the launches at kennedy space com. and i know (laughs) i know there's launches coming up where are we My bad. Launches and events. Let's see. Okay. See a launch. View dates. Let's do this. Let's just hang out. Meet astronaut Fred Gregory July 15th through July 17th at Kennedy Space Center. July 16th, honoring Apollo 11, Apollo program 50th anniversary celebrations. Now, tonight, Duran Duran will be playing at Kennedy Space Center, which is pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Um, Launch director, tour of Space Shuttle Atlantis, July 18th. Uh, let's see here. All this stuff is happening. Like through one giant leap celebration, Apollo 11 moon landing 50 years later, July 20th, 2019. July 20th marks the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing in the first steps on the moon. Join us as we revisit the next milestone of Apollo 11. Now, this rocket launch that I was talking about is where I see that July 21st SpaceX CRS 18 from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station SLC 40 watch the next commercial resupply mission launch from Kennedy Space Center visitor complex behind NASA's gates so not only are they working on fixing the problems that they already have but SpaceX is flying ships into space still Like there's different teams working on different things. Starship, which is their gigantic rocket, the Starhopper, as it is right now, because it's not quite finished yet. Those are going to be the tests. Those are the tests that are and have been happening uh, over the last months or two. (laughs) And Starhopper will be tested by the end of this week hopefully, in an untethered test, which will be incredible to watch. And SpaceX, Elon Musk said, uh, hey, I do want to stream it live. We'll figure it out as we go. Cool. Okay, that's awesome. I hope so. I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they figure it out because if they do figure it out and they figure out how to stream it, that would be really cool to watch because an untethered test, if it goes up 60 feet, that's awesome. That's the next step for space exploration for humans. This thing will be able to send, you know, a hundred satellites at a time into space. It'll be able to send, you know, people to the moon, people to Mars. And if you send people to the moon and Mars (laughs) in a spaceship, you're gonna inspire people to do great things. So SpaceX is working on that right now. And by the end of the week, We'll know if the Starhopper actually works. Uh, SpaceX will be working in unison with NASA for the upcoming uh, moon missions, the Artemis missions. That's cool. The Artemis missions are really cool. SpaceX, a bunch of little companies too. Uh, NASA is working with a bunch of smaller companies from around the United States, small businesses, that are going to be working on different parts of the Artemis mission. And the Artemis mission is NASA's way to get back to the moon. They're making the SLS, which is the space launch system, a gigantic rocket, a gigantic rocket, similar to the Apollo rockets. People will be going back to the moon in 2024. It's five years away. Mike Pence basically said, hey, we're not going back in 2028, man. We're going to 2024 instead. So we're going to cut off four years and we want these people to be back on the moon. It's political, of course, because, well, he's a politician, but it's also one of those things where like, hey, if Donald Trump is in office for eight years, he's there till 2024, then he'll be the president that got people back to the moon. You know, it's one of those things. You know, there's really no reason other than that to send people back to the moon. NASA's stoked. NASA's excited because they're sending people back to the moon. That's great. But it's all, it's a lot of politics going on here. A lot of politics going on. Because what was, what would be the reason to get astronauts back to the moon? Push that hard. You know, it's because politics. Shaving four years off. And saying, we're going to do this no matter what, whatever it takes. So NASA is looking for select private partners to help them with this mission. Blue Origin, uh, Jeff Bezos' company, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, that guy, the guy, the Prime Day guy that sells us all of our stuff, sold me this microphone. And the microphone stand and all this sound dampening stuff behind me. That stuff on Amazon, I bought it all there. He makes a zillion, billion, trillion, gazillion dollars. He puts that money into his rocket company, Blue Origin. Blue Origin is making a moon lander. Not the rocket, not the, um, not the thing that sits on top of the rocket, but the lander itself. It's called Blue Moon. They've been working on it kind of in secret. For the last couple years and they unveiled it about a month ago, about a month ago at a press conference. And they said, Hey, looky, looky, we've got a moon lander and everyone went crazy. Everyone went crazy. They were like, what is this thing? We knew about it, but we weren't sure that, you know, Jeff had this up his sleeve. So they're working with those guys. They're working with blue origin. They're going to be working with, of course, SpaceX in some capacity, I'm sure. They're going to be working with uh, Boeing, the ULA, a bunch of small companies. So, this moon mission, they're going to have not only are they going to land people back on the moon, they're going to put people there, but also have a space station around the moon. People will be able to go to this way station, so to speak, pick up supplies drop off supplies, whatever, go down to the moon, come back up to the way station, come back to earth. It's basically like an intermediary place for people to go. So instead of having a crew module and, you know, the thing that lands on the moon and another module that's attached to that launch, they already have something orbiting the moon, which makes sense. Build it once. It's like you're coding, right? You, you code it once and use it for other things that's the kind of the idea of this uh moon station and they'll be the first people back on the moon one woman one man will be stepping foot on the moon again that's the plan for now it could change in the next 5 years so in the next 5 years there could be another bunch of uh changes to this program. If something happens, you know, and Congress goes, we're going to pull funding for this moon mission, we don't have a moon mission anymore, if that's the case. That's it. That's it. It's done. Not up to the astronauts, not up to the science people, not up to the people that are actually doing these programs. It's up to Congress, up to the the politicians to do these things. And NASA can only beg for money, basically. At, At some point, NASA has to go to them and say, Hey, we need money. Sorry, man. Uh, you know, the politicians can say, sorry, we're going to put, give our money to something else instead. So we're going to divert all of your funds. NASA, sorry for your moon program, but we're going to fix up roads. Sorry. So you leave it in the hands of somebody who doesn't do science, somebody who doesn't do technology, somebody who goes, well, my constituents, my constituents, they, they've they been, you know, complaining about the quality of the air, which is totally a real thing. So we have to find a way to fix the air as opposed to go to the moon. Of course we want people to breathe fresh air. Yeah, of course. So they're going to take that money. They can take that money, reposition it to something else. They have the power. NASA doesn't have as much money as they used to. They used to have a, like a Bazillion Jillion dollars. Let's see, NASA budget during Apollo. NASA budget. NASA budget 2019. Let's see what this is. Um, 2019 budget is 2.1 or 21.5 billion dollars. 21.5 billion NASA budget. Uh, Apollo I love it. 21.5 billion Apollo budget. Um, For Apollo, that's a few billion dollars, apparently. The Apollo 11 moon landing, I'm getting this from Extreme Tech. Uh, Let's see. In 1973's money, the total cost of the Apollo program cost Congress $25.4 billion. and now it's 21.5 billion in today's money. So adjust that for inflation, they got a bunch more money than NASA does now. I'm not sure exactly how much more money they had back then, but they have more money than NASA does now. And they had a goal. Hey, let's send people to the moon. Okay, we have a goal now. Hey, let's send people to the moon. Congress people, people in politics can say, "Yeah, but that's not important anymore." We're not in this space race anymore. We don't care. Nobody cares, dude. Nobody cares. So they can take that funding away. NASA could plummet into not obscurity, but they could plummet into a place where you know 20 billion dollars is gone. It could they could cut the budget, they could literally cut the budget to anything. And NASA is kinda, you know, out of luck. Company like SpaceX would be affected. Companies like Boeing, companies like the ULA. Blue Origin, etc. Blue Origin, not as much because, you know, Jeff Bezos has ungodly amounts of money. So he could just say, well, we don't need NASA's money. We're going to do this on our own. We want to send things to Mars anyway. So he could choose to just take his money and fly it into outer space. I mean, I would. If I was a multi-hundred trillion billionaire, whatever, he has more money than some countries do. Um, I would just, I'd invest a lot of it into sending things to Mars, sending human beings to Mars would be really cool. But that's up to him. You know, it's up to those, that money that he's made through Amazon. And also NASA has no part of that. So yeah, it's, it's a scary subject. You know, you think about that for a second. What if, what if NASA pulls all the funding Uh, Sierra and said, this is what representative democracy is about balancing interests. Sometimes you don't like the balance. Sometimes you win. Yeah, exactly. So that's what it's like to live here. You know, sometimes I don't like what they, that they take a bunch of money away from NASA, but I understand, you know, you just have to roll with the punches. You do your thing. And it sucks because I am a huge advocate for space travel, for human space flight. I would love for there to be a constant uh, back and forth of people in and out of space, but it just doesn't happen because there's not enough funding. There's not enough power from the people to do it. So, you know, if, and I want to ask this real quick, I want to ask you guys a favor. Uh, If you like this podcast and you want to see more of them, I do these every day. I do this every single day at about five o'clock Eastern. So if you could follow the show, that would be really, really great for me. And uh, if you could follow the Twitter account, that'd be great too. I'm trying to get up to 4,000 followers on Twitter at space news pod. That'd be really amazing. And I would say uh, thank you very much for that. Cause that would be amazing. Now there's, you know, there's just so many things people can worry about though. You know, the Flint, Water crisis it's still happening. Should the federal government step in and help? I'm sure they're helping a little bit, but um, can they help more? Probably you know could some of this money be rerouted from something else to help Flint more than likely you know could they make it and a disaster area and just you know send a, a huge core of engineers there to fix it up more than likely. Have they done that? not so much. Not so much. People are still, they still have to drink out of bottles of water. They can't drink the water in Flint still. And that's been going on for years, years and years. So that money could be diverted from NASA into something like that. Because that's what the democracy wants. That's what people want. That's what it's like to live here. So, and you know, I wouldn't get have it any other way. It's, it's for the people, you know, it's by the people, for the people um now that being said peoples uh, i am going to be off in a couple seconds here I'm going to end this show so before i go um i want to say thank you to everybody who's been hanging out thank you periscopers for hanging out you've made this place really awesome to blog to vlog whatever this is a podcast also thank you livecast Thank you to castbox.fm.fm for all the support. You're absolutely amazing. Thank you to everyone who has signed up and subbed to my YouTube channel today. Unortho Vlogs, thanks for the sub. P. and Mark27, Tooltime21, Nehal, Fatal's Booze, Jamzy, everybody down the list. Thank you for subscribing to my YouTube. Thank you for following on Periscope. If you haven't followed yet, make sure to follow. So, thank you so much for all of your support, everybody. And I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. My name is Will Walden, and I will see you soon, my friends. I'll see you tomorrow, possibly another one tonight. I'm going to do another one of these tonight, I think. Let's find out. Thank you. I'll see you later.